1: Welcome to the show, and thanks for joining us as always here on Conscious Talk, and we love that you're part of our Conscious Talk family. Um, I've been reading a lot lately, and so is Rob. You know, we read a lot of books, but we also read magazines and articles and things on the internet, and I've been reading a lot about animals lately one of the things that Rob and I love to do is we love to do healings with animals. And we've been doing that a lot in the last four years, especially with horses. And speaking of horses, (laughs) I just posted a video. Yes, you did
2: a beautiful one about a healing horse, Mm -hmm. one that actually goes into hospitals. Yes. Yeah, it's an amazing story. But here's the thing when we work with horses what's most interesting and it kind of shows their capacity and the capacity of so many animals that we notice with all kinds of pets how they are available for us usually when there's something what we have discovered when there's a problem with the horse it's because there's a problem with its owner yes it's true so we're not just working on a horse we're working on the horse and their people Yes.
1: And also they're just so amazing with these great big hearts. You get within four feet of a horse and they can sense your heartbeat and know um, the emotional state that you're in, which is just amazing. So the video that I posted is up on our Facebook page at ConsciousTalk.net. Just click on the F icon. It'll take you there. It is a beautiful, amazing video of a horse that is a healing horse. And yes, they have them around. Usually they're little ponies.
2: (laughs) There's a full size. This is like 13 or 1400 pounds of love, you know, riding the elevator in a hospital. So, you know, we love this emphasis on animals because it helps us realize our own humanity. That's why we talk about them.
1: And also it really helps us to understand that animals care they have emotions, they have feelings, they know their family members, they truly care, they're loving, and it's really how we treat them that they turn out one way or another. So. If you can, respect them, honor them, love them, cherish them. They give us so much in service to humanity.
2: Right, and remember to visit your local shelter because now they are repopulating with animals. And, uh, you know, don't ignore the old ones. They need homes, too, and you'll enjoy the love you get. And we'll be right back.
0: You're listening to an Encore presentation of Conscious Talk, radio that makes a difference. Welcome to Conscious Talk, radio that makes a difference. Well, coming up this hour on Conscious Talk, is quantum consciousness a thing? Can it be represented in a discussion of light? Well, today's guest will make a case for that. And when we say case, that's because we'll be chatting with Mark Anthony, also known as the Psychic Lawyer. His research on his plane, as well as the other side, something you will definitely want to hear about. And now we welcome your hosts for the day,
1: Brenda Michaels
0: and Rob Spears.
1: And thank you, Benny, and welcome folks to another hour of Conscious Talk, radio that makes a difference. And yes, this year, we're making a difference again, because we bring to you the very best people that we know of, people that are making a positive difference in their lives and the lives of others. People that are learning, growing, they're waking up, coming on the show, teaching all of us. And on this show, we learn and grow together, one listener at a time. That listener is you.
2: Well, our special guest today, as we mentioned in uh, Benny's intro, uh, he spent quite some time before the bar, and um, we are... We've always found it interesting that he's called the psychic lawyer. And of course, you know, we're talking about Mark Anthony. You've heard him on the show before, and you can go back in our archives and uh, check him out. Just search for Mark Anthony. Um, but he's also the author of Evidence of Attorney and Never Eterni- uh, Eternity. Eternity. I keep wanting to say Evidence of Attorney. Um, <laughs> You know, but it's eternity and never letting go. And he's will be coming out with another book, and we'll you know find out a little bit more about that. But you can find out more about Mark by going to evidenceofeternity.com. Well, that said, Mark, and that blundered, welcome back. <laughs>
3: well, thank thank you, Rob, and thank you, Brenda, for having me on the show. I always I always enjoy our time together
1: yeah well so do we so you're known as a psychic lawyer which when i say that to people they go huh (laughs) they're like what um don't most people think these two uh, because of that these two professions are like the polar opposite
3: that's a good point brenda many people do i mean they think that attorneys are you know a very blood-sucking vampiric monster (laughs) and and, uh, i'm laughing because you know um um in some instances, that reputation uh, for some of my colleagues is well-deserved. <laughs> but mm-hmm. I think for most, most attorneys are, are very conscientious people who, who strive to do the right thing and strive to follow the code of professional conduct. But it comes down to this. In the truest sense, what an attorney does is help people. And what I do as a psychic medium, I connect people with their loved ones and spirit. So both avocations are about helping people, and the thing is, Brenda, both are also about evidence. You know clearly, attorneys need evidence to substantiate and prove their case. but as a psychic medium, I have to bring forth from spirits pieces of information, pieces of of evidence that can be verified to guarantee the authenticity of the contact.
1: very interesting
2: and I, and I know that that can overlap with um, with your profession as a lawyer. And I would kind of point to people uh, uh, who have had readings with you that um, you know there is a similarity in approach. You 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 get a certain amount of information from the other side, and then you have to push it through some kind of a filter uh, on this side. Now you know you may do that in a, a law case and try to interpret something, and we have to do it in our personal lives. And we've had that experience with you, and, and, you know, sometimes it takes a little while and a bit of cogitation <laughs> to figure out exactly what the messages mean.
1: But, but here's something, too, Mark. What you do as a lawyer is not who you are. Right. There's a distinct difference. You know, we like to label people by what they do, but it's really who you are. And we are all psychic and intuitive to, to a certain degree, correct?
3: absolutely Uh, absolutely and you know it's funny when i when i got the moniker the psychic lawyer i was in new york city and i was at this media conference and somebody there was some reporter said you're you're an attorney and you're a medium and 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 i was going on a show and they introduced me as mark anthony the psychic lawyer Mm -hmm. and it stuck Mm -hmm. and and so my my publicist was like mark this is great Mm -hmm. um um, this is this is making making you stand out, and and so I went with that, and I've never never really had 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 a problem with it. Um, you know, you're always going to have uh, cynical people and and skeptics, and you know that that just comes with with this type of, of business. But um, you know, people um, assume because you're a lawyer that there's certain personality traits that you're going to have, and that's why I was joking before about being. Know, a vampire-like uh, creature and all that, <laughs> but, you know, it's it's who you are, mm-hmm. um, you're, you know, who, your, your compassion, empathy, um, who you are as a person, and I never looked at the practice of law as defining who I was. Mm-hmm. That was simply a job that I did. Mm-hmm. I look at being a medium um, and being a spiritualist and a teacher uh, as That is more defining as to who I am.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's interesting. You know, we talk about consciousness. Obviously, we've been doing that for 20 years on the air, and um, in your work as a as an attorney, you talk about consciousness of guilt. So, you know, we always feel that the consciousness is at the basis of everything. And one of the things that you are exploring and talking about with us today. Is quantum consciousness and the connection to light. Now, a lot of people have heard about um, quantum physics, and you know, starting with Albert Einstein, etc. Uh, and also making that connection that we are beings of light. So, is that to you spiritual, scientific? Where does that fall? Um, you know, what are you discovering? Well, quantum physics,
3: I think, was uh, the most fantastic breakthrough in in the evolution of science, and it took centuries and centuries to get there. And a lot of people in the scientific community are still mired in um, Sir Isaac Newton's what's known as uh, reductionist materialism. And I and I have nothing but absolute respect for Sir Isaac Newton, um, but but his. His viewpoint back in the 17th century was that the, the microscopic world, the, uh, everything was based on molecules, which were basically just a miniaturized version of, of the world you and I live in. And you can't fault Sir Isaac for that. I mean, this is a guy who invented calculus, the laws of op, optics, laws of gravity, laws of motion. I mean, the guy was brilliant, okay, brilliant um, um, beyond, beyond measure but he also did not have the benefit of advanced technology. And so by the dawn of the 20th century, you had a whole new school of of physicists. You had Albert Einstein, you had Feynman, you had Max Planck, um, you had Niels Bohr, Louis de Broglie. And and, I mean, just to name a few, not to mention people like Nikola Tesla, Mm -hmm. um, Thomas Edison, And so a whole new field of technology arose where they discovered that everything's made of molecules, which in turn are made up of atoms, which in turn are made up of uh, electrons, protons, and neutrons. And beyond that, the, the smallest, most basic unit in existence they refer to as quanta, which is a particle of electromagnetic energy. And that's where the term quantum physics comes from, mm-hmm. because everything at the most basic subatomic level is energy. And, and, and that's a buzz phrase that, that um, I know you guys use a lot, and I use a lot. We always say, you know, we're all energy, and we're interconnected, and all this. But that's what Albert Einstein, um, Rob, when you referenced that, mm-hmm. um, Einstein said, we're all beings of light. Mm-hmm. And this ties into everything depends on light. If it weren't for the light of the sun, Earth would be just a frozen chunk of ice floating through space. But it is the, the warmth and the, the energy of light that plants take and convert the sunlight through photosynthesis into, into nutrients that um, animals consume, people consume, and we also consume animals that, that eat these plants. But light's also related to spirituality. And since ancient times belief systems worldwide have described an encounter with what you and I may call god, the divine power in terms of light. I mean, you can look at any religion, ancient Egyptians, uh, the Babylonians, the Greeks, and then when you get into um, the the more current religions starting with, you know, 5000 years ago with Krishna in India and then going to Buddha, Moses, Jesus, Muhammad, Lao Tzu, St. Francis of Assisi, Gandhi, Native American spirituality, the divine is referred to in terms of the light. And to cap this, this discussion off, the only form of electromagnetic energy visible to the human eye is light. And so when you begin studying spirituality through the filter of quantum physics, I really don't find that there's as much of a divide as the Newtonian materialist reductionists um, have on one side, the scientific community, and then on the other side, the community of faith. I think that quantum physics has created a, um, the means of a bridge between the two.
1: Well, hold that thought. We're going to take a quick break. We're here with Mark Anthony. This is conscious talk. We'll be right back. If you're like us, You really appreciate companies that are sustainable, caring, and conscious. This describes Aloha Bay, a company not only guaranteed by the World Fair Trade Organization, but also donates a portion of their sales to Doctors Without Borders and other great causes. Some of the amazing products made by Aloha Bay include Himalayan salt table and bath products, chakra candles, Himalayan salt lamps, feng shui votives, and much more. A majority of the jar candles are hand-poured into recycled glass, scented with 100% pure essential oils, mini certified organic. Aloha Bay is an employee-owned company whose products are not only affordable, but beautiful and deliciously scented. To learn more and order their amazing products, visit alohabay.com. That's alohabay.com.
4: Conscious Talk, radio that rocks the soul.
1: Or call 360-385-1909. That's 360-385-1909 for all the information you need on the Avacyn medical device.
0: For most of us, the New Year's resolution to lose those extra pounds turns to frustration when the weight bounces back no matter how many calories you cut or how many protein meals you eat. The shocking truth is it's not your fault. The amazing effect of BioPH is that it buffers and removes the acid in your body that causes you to gain weight. Make your weight loss program work with clinically proven PowerPH. For more information and to order, go to powersofph.com. That's powersofph.com.
4: Talk radio that will get you thinking. Alternative Talk, 1150.
2: Hey, welcome back, everyone! You are listening to Conscious Talk, and it is radio that makes a difference, and we're making a difference today with um, really a a good a man who has become a good friend of ours over the years, and that's Mark Anthony. And we're going to talk about his some local events that that are coming up with him a little later in the show, so stay tuned for that. Um, you can find out more about Mark by going to Evidence of Eternity. And we're having a great discussion about quantum consciousness and the connection to light. And Mark, over the years for a long time, um, you know, we've always thought that, you know, when people talk about the force and those things that connect us that we're not really aware of, only because we haven't been able to measure them, uh, uh, but as technology um, progresses, we get closer and closer. We've always known that we are beings that express chemically and uh, electromagnetically, and there is more of a connection when you talk about photons, and, in, and specifically at this level, biophotons. So can you sort of clue us in a little bit more to what biophotons are? Biophotons are fascinating. Um,
3: when you drop a bowling ball on your foot, you immediately know it hurts, <laughs> okay? Yeah. Um, and for, for a, an extremely long time, scientists wanted to know how did the brain get that signal so quickly. Well, of course we know that our, the human nervous system, the neural net, uh, works on electrical impulses. So obviously electricity being a form of electromagnetic energy, uh, same as light, moves at the speed of light. But there had to be more to it than that. And back in the 1920s, in Russia, Alexander, um, um, uh, I think it was Gerberov, um, came up with the concept of biophotons, which are ultra-weak photon emissions in biological systems. In other words, light is produced within our cells, and the cells flash beats of, um, um, uh, create flashes of light, and they communicate with each other. Now, this is different than bioluminescence, like you would see on a firefly or certain types of fish that, that create a light that we can see. This is so um, dim that it's invisible to the human eye. Mm-hmm. But it appears that these electromagnetic flashes of light are how cells communicate. In fact, MIT in recent years issued a, um, a report that it appears that, that intracellular communication um, inter and intracellular communication is is uh, conducted by biophotons, and that our body is actually a matrix of light. Now, this is very staggering. I mean when you get somebody like Albert Einstein who over a century ago said that we're beings of light, and now we 're finding out that the same light is is not only what we see coming from the sun and what is visible with our eyes but also in in, uh, spiritual encounters, like in near-death experiences, when people leave their body and go into the light, or people that have out-of-body experiences, astral projections, people who meditate, when people like Jesus and Buddha and Krishna and St. Francis are talking about the light. Now we find from the um, cellular level, the same light on a cellular basis is the same light that is emanating through and to all of us. And this is a very fascinating and exciting discovery. Um, You know, it it makes me think of something that the great Islamic scholar um, Rumi said during the medieval era. He said that the lamps may be different, but the light is the same.
2: Mm -hmm. You know, we're we're starting to see technology on this level catch up with this. I mean... Uh, the kind of cable we are, you know, laying across the country and the world, I mean, there's a lot of it already existing, works with light instead of electromagnetics.
1: Mm-hmm. And and here's something really interesting, Mark, that, you know, that we're really discussing this and getting into the nitty gritty of it, if you will, is several of the books that have come across our desk just this year alone are talking about light. For the first time, they're actually pointing it out that we are beings that carry this light and that this light can be transmitted and our cells transmit the light. So I think it's just such great timing. So let's talk a little bit about the pineal gland because it's the pineal gland really that we're able to... um, influence or affect our ability to receive spiritual information or spirits is it not and how does and what does that have to do with the light
3: the pineal gland is is for something of roughly the size of a grain of rice Mm -hmm. okay um it is perhaps the most mysterious gland in the human body and it's been studied for decades and actually i'm going to go further than that it's been it's been studied in one form or another for centuries. For anyone that's done yoga, and we know about the chakras. There are seven chakras within our body, and each, one's are, each one is assigned with a different color. And the indigo chakra, which is at the center of the forehead, well, if you go about four inches or so um, behind the forehead, four to five inches, that's the location of the pineal gland. And this tiny gland... It has been discovered in recent years through a uh, British-German study, and then there was also a French and Israeli study that discovered that it has calcite and magnetite crystals within it, and that both of these can generate an electromagnetic field. The pineal gland controls the hormone melatonin. It controls our circadian rhythms. In other words, when we wake up in the morning, when we're energetic, when we're tired, when we're hungry... Um, It's also why you get jet lagged, okay? So if you fly from New York to L.A. and then you're tired when everyone else is all up and popping, it's because your pineal gland hasn't had a chance to adjust to the new location on Earth. And there's even studies now that it appears that the pineal gland is somehow connected to the Earth's um, magnetic field. Mm-hmm. which is why a lot of scientists now are theorizing this is how birds know how to migrate, where to migrate, and when to migrate, and how to get there. You always hear about, okay, this flock of birds flew from Greenland to Argentina, mm-hmm. and they do it like on, on, on uh, precise times. It's because their pineal glands are tied into the Earth's um, magnetic field. Mm-hmm. So biophotons also regulate and control our ability to perceive light and it appears that they also are tied into the regulation of our brain waves and we know that through studying spirituality that psychic activity occurs between alpha and theta brain waves let me let me give a quick quick 30-second crash course on brain waves Beta waves, that's what the three of us are in right now. That's the awake and alert state where you're able to function, drive your car, pay, pay your bills, hopefully, and, you know, and, and, and function. But as we begin to go into a meditative or relaxed state, go from beta to alpha, and then alpha to theta, and then from theta to delta, which is a very low brainwave activity. However, it's on the alpha-theta border. There's a surge in brainwave activity. And spirits are able to see this and a spirit or spirits will um, adjust their frequency to get a frequency match with your brain waves this normally occurs in the sleep state which is why so many people have a visitation from a spirit in the sleep state mm-hmm. and you know the difference between a dream and a visitation because the visitation is coherent it feels real and you come out of it feeling I just had a conversation with my loved one
4: mm-hmm. as opposed
3: to the typical dream which has that, you know, surrealistic uh, uh I don't want to call it nonsense but you know, just crazy, right. you know, non-sequitur type things. And all of this is tied into the mysterious pineal gland. So essentially, we have a radio station in our head. <laughs> and <Right>. uh, <laughs> yeah. So so the um there are many more discoveries yet to come from the Uh, from studying the pineal gland, but it appears to be uh, one of the two main receptor areas for spirit communication, and it picks up on electromagnetic impulses uh, emitted from the other side, and then our brain converts that into recognizable concepts based on our memories, feelings, and cultural associations.
5: Yeah. So, yeah my feeling
2: about that also, Mark, um, and, and I'm wondering because we have a lot of people that are healers out there as you were discussing that, um, did you feel something happening in that area of your head? <laughs> did oh, something a al- you know and I you know I certainly did. <laughs> and I think a lot of healers that deal with distance healing, are obviously using that connection of the pineal gland.
1: Yes, yeah, so save that for the next segment because we're running out of time here. We are here with Mark Anthony. He is called the Psychic Lawyer and this and psych I call him a psychic explorer as well. His book is Evidence of Eternity and Never Letting Go. Those are two books he has. He has another one coming out. We are going to discuss that later. Go to Evidence of Eternity. which is his website
2: yeah and also um mark's going to have a february 20th event a zoom event um, via east west bookshop uh, messages from spirit with the psychic lawyer with mark anthony webinar Uh, we'll find out more about that when we come back you're listening to conscious talk
1: what does healing mean to you If you're ready to move forward and heal the whole of you, give us a call at 360-385-1909. That's 360-385-1909.
4: Our bodies depend on a potent powerhouse of beneficial bacteria that support and improve every aspect of our health. Dr. O'Hara's formula encourages probiotics to function at their peak performance.
6: Go to vitaminlife.com and save up to 50% on supplements, or call vitaminlife.com to order at
4: 866-998-8855. Walking your talk? Take us with you. The KKNW app makes streaming our programming easy on your phone or tablet.
1: And welcome back, folks. Hey, thanks for uh, tuning in with us. And we really mean tuning in, tuning into who you are, tuning into your gifts. Talents and abilities. And what better person to have this discussion with today than Mark Anthony, the psychic lawyer and psychic explorer?
2: You know, Mark, one of the things that, you know, we've been so happy with over the years, the kind of work that you've been doing, is you are an educator. You know, you don't approach these things, uh, your mediumship, from the point of view of, hey, you know, let's impress people with what I know. But but, you know, you help them to learn things. And we were just talking about, I, I, I put it out there that, hey, maybe some people just felt something going on in their head when you were talking about the pineal gland. What about other parts of the body?
3: Yeah, it, I'm glad that you brought that up, Rob, because it, it's, it's kind of difficult just to talk about the pineal gland without talking about the solar plexus.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And,
3: you know, the pineal gland, I, it, it appears that there's two psychic receptors in our, in our body. One is the pineal gland, the proverbial third eye chakra, which is in the center of our forehead, but you know a couple inches back. The other is the solar plexus, which is um, the at the bottom of the rib cage, and it's it's right around the diaphragm. And when people get that gut feeling, that's where the mm-hmm. the expression comes from—a gut feeling. Um, first responders, military refer to it as instinct. Women may refer to it as their women's intuition, but when you get that feeling in your stomach, and that's because the solar plexus is the second most complex bundle of nerves outside of the cerebral cortex in the body. And so there's this massive amount of electrical energy there, and it is believed that the in spirit communication and in psychic ability, the data, the facts, figures, data, the visions, the auditory, and the, the visual input is received through the pineal gland, but the emotions, the feeling, that, that overall physical sensation is received in the pineal gland, which is why people say, oh, God, I just got this feeling in my stomach. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this is not some fanciful... Um, um, woo-woo a theory. I mean, people have been studying this for for quite some time, and the solar plexus chakra, which once again at the bottom of the rib cage, and uh, you know, it's depicted as as yellow. Um, if you notice, a lot of mediums have very highly developed uh, diaphragms. Um, it's funny because I have a cousin who's an opera star. He's like really famous, and he's got this great diaphragm, you know. And mm-hmm. we were talking. It's like great. You're the incredible tenor, and I'm the medium. It couldn't come with the washboard abs package.
5: <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh huh.
2: <laughs> yeah, and surgery won't do it. Yeah, you know? surgery isn't <laughs> going to create. Yeah, <laughs> eliminate for your you. ability to breathe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Right
1: so, so I have a question for you, Mark. I probably operate m- way more from my solar plexus than anything in that what you talked about women's intuition but how about if you just have a knowing you just know you didn't get a feeling you just knew something where does that come in how does that figure into the
5: light yeah all of this
3: um yes that's that's what i call the sixth sense has different aspects to it clairvoyance is visions Mm -hmm. clairaudience is hearing things um clairsentience is feeling but i also uh, referred to as clair-savance, mm. which is the knowing. Mm-hmm. I tend to think that that actually comes through the pineal gland because mm. it's, an, it's a, a knowing in that it's an intellectual um, understanding of something. Mm-hmm. But you can't discount the feelings. You know, right. women, I think women are, tend to be more intuitive maybe not because they are, but because they're more open and accepting of their emotions. Mm-hmm. Whereas men tend to be socialized to, to not display emotions. Right. And once you get past that, and that's one of the things I, I, I try to teach uh, men in, in uh, the lectures and discussions, is, you know, we've got tear ducts and, and feelings and hearts for a reason. And mm-hmm. when you start acknowledging your feelings, that starts revving up the solar plexus. And let me tell you something, all the the soldiers and Marines and, and the Navy SEAL, my dad was a Navy SEAL, they'll all tell you one thing, you trust your gut. You trust yep. your gut and mm. you'll get that knowing. It's like, don't yep. go there, don't walk in that, that, that area, it's dangerous, mm-hmm. you know, and then it's booby-trapped mm-hmm. or whatever. Right. So so I think, Brenda, uh, that you are receiving things through the pineal gland, mm-hmm. but the two work really quickly. So once you start yes. working with both of them, it's mm-hmm. not like, okay, receiving auditory message, oh, hold on. You got to realize you got biophotons, you've got the speed of light working here. Yep. And then, you know, once you start loosening up and, and accepting it all, boom boom they start working in
1: tandem. Yes, yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Well, hold that thought. We are going to take a quick break. We're here with Mark Anthony, and we'll be right back.
0: What if you could be your own healer?
3: Conscious Talk, empowering your day.
4: Going against the grain has never been this much fun. Alternative Talk 1150. Hey, welcome back, everyone. You are
2: listening to Conscious Talk, and we're here with Mark Anthony. Now, um, you know him as the psychic lawyer. We call him a psychic explorer, and um, he is the author of a couple of really great books, and I know he's got another one in the works. Um, Check out Evidence of Eternity and Never Letting Go. And also check out his website, evidenceofeternity.com.
1: Also, want to let everybody know he's going to be doing an evening of spirit communication. It's a Zoom event through East West Bookshop in Seattle. That's February 20th. It's a Saturday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern. You can learn all about this and you can buy tickets. You can go to eastwestbookshop.com. And you can buy tickets um, through the phone. And I'll give you that number. If you don't have a pencil handy, don't worry. We'll get this all up on Facebook. Phone number 206-523-3726. 206 206-523- 523 3726 or eastwestbookshop.com
2: yeah and once again evidence of eternity.com for more information
1: so mark i'd like to just delve into this for a few minutes the term in i n lightenment l-i-g-h-t-e-n-m-e-n-t in how does it differ from the word enlightenment you know e-n lightenment how does that relate to the biophotons and what's the difference?
3: Well, enlightenment, the I-N, is a term that I developed for my book, Evidence of Eternity. And, and in both enlightenment and enlightenment, the root word, of course, is light. And mm-hmm. Traditionally, when we think of enlightenment, okay, E-N-L-I-G-H-T-E-N-M-E-N-T, that's the full comprehension of something. In other words, I remember like being in school and struggling over... Uh, an issue in algebra, and all of a sudden it hit me, and I was enlightened. <laughs> okay, <You're right. laughs> finally I understood it. Now, in the spiritual sense, uh, enlightenment means an awakening, an understanding, an insight into our true nature. It also can mean a connection with the divine power that many people refer to as God. I mean, I use the word God, but, but some people like to say source or, mm-hmm. or the light. <laughs> Once again, the light. In a basic sense, though, um, enlightenment is awareness and a connection with your spiritual nature. And so it's, it's looking at uh, an understanding that a God, heaven, and an afterlife exist. Enlightenment, the in enlightenment, is an understanding that the light of God, the energy that is God, is within all of us. So enlightenment tends to be, I am looking out to the external, and enlightenment is to an acknowledgement of the internal light, an understanding that the light of God, the energy that is God, is within all of us. Mm -hmm. God is perceived as light not just through spiritual teachers, but in near-death experiences, when people's consciousness leaves their body and they go through a tunnel into a light and encounter the intelligence. Mm-hmm. All life on our planet is dependent upon light. Our body on a cellular level emits light through biophotons. Another way of looking at all this, everyone is enlightened, or has the potential to be enlightened but also everyone has light within them as mm. well so that we are all enlightened and the key to both of these is whether you're aware of it mm. and a lot of people get very caught up in in the, their aggression their self-image their self-centeredness and they begin to block the ability to be enlightened and they block the ability to acknowledge the light within the enlightenment the light is pure and it cannot be polluted however it can be blocked and that's the whole key to spiritual development is to removing these blocks to see that the light of God the light of creation the light of energy flows within us without us from the subatomic to the cosmic that we are interconnected through the light
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's a great um, explanation. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, over the years, uh, I've often heard and often repeated that, you know, this idea that we're spiritual beings having a human experience, and they then they leave out the second part of that, which is uh, existing multidimensionally all the way back to God, mm-hmm. and. Um, so the, there is this idea that we are existing multidimensionally. Is that something that information that you've ever gotten in your uh, experience?
3: Oh, absolutely. And it's even been backed up um, by, by theories in quantum physics, the Schwarzschild quantum lattice theory. Um, Schwarzschild was a colleague of Albert Einstein's, and he theorized, and this has now been proven and recreated in, in laboratories. Electrons, which are essentially a particle of um, be, uh, I could get into that all explanation, but I know we're right. short on time. <laughs> Electrons will disappear from one location, reappear in another, without going through the matter in between. Right. And scientists believe that they're going through, they're doing a quantum leap which is not just to show a bacula in it. Right. But <laughs> yeah. it, it, uh, they're going through um, some type of black hole into another dimension and returning. Mm. And so that's why, you know, I tell people, you know, those days where you don't feel all here, well, you never are because your electrons are popping back and forth mm-hmm. to this other dimension. So that when we physically die, the electromagnetic energy within our brain, which you can call the soul, the spirit, or consciousness, whatever label you want to give it, Actually, does the quantum leap from the material world to what you know we term the other side dimension, mm-hmm. and that um, in our our souls, our spirits are capable of communicating with that dimension, you know, while we're here through mediumship or through um, a form of a visitation, um, and this is also backed up by quantum entanglement, whereas mm-hmm. one particle of um, one quanta can remain connected to another one, whether they're next to each other or a billion miles away. Because changes in one will affect changes in the other. Mm-hmm. And so now we're beginning to see how quantum physics is proving that not only um, is the afterlife and eternal life consistent with the laws of physics that energies neither created nor destroyed only transferred one form to another but also is capable of leaping from one dimension to the next yet still maintaining a connection, an interconnectedness mm-hmm. with, um, with those of us here in the material world.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I think you might have answered my next question, was, which was, um, is consciousness and light the same thing?
3: Yes, um, mm-hmm. a, a qualified yes. Mm -hmm. um consciousness is is pure energy and Mm -hmm. that's why i refer. you know we're referring to this episode as the light of quantum consciousness because the soul spirit um consciousness whatever whatever label you want to put on what makes us who and what we are is pure electromagnetic energy Mm -hmm. and the only form of energy that uh, electromagnetic energy visible to the human eye is light but the the reason I say that the soul is is a form of light is that when we leave our bodies and we transition to the other side, you've heard so many times we go into the light. What's actually happening there is there's a transition between a finite awareness to encountering an infinity that the uh, material world human brain can't comprehend but the soul can because it's not limited To material world um, constructs and confines Mm -hmm. and so when it interfaces with this vast eternity the perception of it is light and it's becoming part of this ultra high frequency
1: well that's where we're going to have to leave our conversation today and Mark thank you so very 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 much for your wisdom and um, your healing abilities, and how you helped us all to understand this today, and I want to remind you, folks, Mark is going to be doing an evening of spirit communication. It's a Zoom event. East West Bookshop in Seattle is hosting. It is February 20th. It's a Saturday, 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern. Go to eastwestbookshop.com for information or get tickets 206-523. 3726 remember all of this will be on our facebook page or go to evidence for more information folks thank you for joining us today as we thank mark for his blessing may you all have a beautiful day we'll see all of you next time right here on conscious talk
0: what if you could be your own healer well you can unleash your natural healing abilities with the aim program of energetic balancing